The Ringer Gambling Show is here to help you place your bets on the biggest sports around the world. Join NFL analyst Warren Sharp on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. Each week, they'll cover everything from spreads, game totals, and parlays to player props, futures, post-game reactions, and more. Check out The Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Yo, 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 what's up, man? This is, uh, wow, this is special. It's Christmas Eve. I'm at Dipper Lago right now. Yes. The Eagle has landed in Los Angeles. I'm about to fire up an episode of Superstars from 1988 or so to watch with Dipperstein. But as you get ready for the holidays, we have a special for you. Two things to tell you about. Number one, coming up right here, my interview with Zelina Vega, who's going to be at uh, Madison Square Garden the day after Christmas. And of course, this is a super meaningful venue for her, uh, given her history in New York, her history with her dad, who, uh, who passed on 9-11 and their history going to the garden together. The experience recently of when she was supposed to have a match at MSG that ended up getting bumped off the card. So a lot to talk about with my old friend, uh, Zelina Vega, um, formerly Rosita, if you remember all the way back from her TNA days. Anyways, a great conversation coming up with her. And also, we did a special 90-minute bonus the other night. So if you listen to a cheap heat on Wednesday and you heard us talking about our live we were going to do. Oh, it happened. And it's fully available on my YouTube channel, Rosenberg radio on YouTube. We argued a lot about, uh, the appearance, uh, the surprise appearance that we got on AEW dynamite on Wednesday night, um, from Kyle O'Reilly argued about a lot more. Zach Linder, formerly of WWE.com jumped on. It was a great time. So if you're looking for more wrestling content, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Rosenberg radio and check out that bonus. But right now, hang right here and enjoy this interview with Selena Vega. Merry Christmas and stay mage everyone. I'm intrigued by the meatballs. All right. A very special, uh, holiday bonus. Cheap heat. 
Um, December 26th. I'm sad I'm going to be out of town. The main reason is because at the Madison Square Garden on the 26th um, is one of my favorite shows, the WWE Holiday Tour, which if you're a New Yorker, if you're in the tri-state, if you're anywhere within a couple hours, it is worth a drive in. It is such a good time. There's something about it that feels just so old school and right. And I'm sure someone who that will resonate with more than anyone is my guest right now, Queen Zelina Vega. Are you still have a Vega or are you just Queen Zelina now? I'm keeping Vega. I mean, I don't think I should get rid of my last name. I mean, it, to show it up, Queen Zelina, why not? But I'm still Vega. I mean, hello. <laughs> it, it's so true. You always have to watch out in WWE. You never know if a last name is disappearing at any, at any given I, moment. I know. And that's why I'm like, no, I mean, Vega had a very big significance to me. So I, I got to keep it. What's the, what? hey, tell us, I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you that. What is the history of Zelina Vega? Oh, I wanted to be, initially I wanted to be just Zelina or Vega. Um, Vega was from Street Fighter. So ah. that was my uh, inspiration for it. It's just Vega from Street Fighter. I just loved his vibe. I love everything about him. I mean, even just the way that he would cheat, like climbing the fence and stuff in the background. And I mean, obviously it's no shock to anyone that I'm a gamer. So it's, you know. My little. Uh, by the way, I can I tell you the truth. While I don't find it shocking now that I know you and you're proud of it and you put it out there, I don't know that if I met you on the street in just life, I would be like, "This chick's big time gamer. She's giving me <laughs> super gamer vibes." Has that has that has that always been a thing for you? Since I was a child, like gaming and well cats now yeah and As, yeah, you have a lot of let's be honest you're a freaking weirdo let's just let's just get it all out there i know it's okay though because like i feel like there's so many people that are weirdos too and they just kind of relate to me now and whether you hate me or you love me it's like well i mean i kind of get why she's a bit of a jerk hey can we not do that which Thank one you. is this this is blue blue oh yeah blue <laughs> What up, Blue is a very, very handsome. Isn't he? I know. He's a little bangle. Wow. Is that a, that's an expensive cat, isn't it? Well, we got him from Bangles and Brace, and they just, they're actually wrestling fans. So it was, he's an expensive breed. You gotta, you, wait, so you're, you're about to say is that you got a cat discount, is what you're saying. I mean, we might have gotten a cat discount, but at the same time, it's like, you can't put a price on your babies. Are you permanently for the rest of your life? I foresee for the rest of your life, you going in and out of a British accent at all times forever. What What do you think? British. Sometimes it's Australian. Sometimes it's New Eurekan. It depends on my mood. Oh, it just went. I just heard Australian come up more than I've heard before. Wow. It depends. It depends on my mood, really. What about um, do you ever take on your husband's accent? No, because he doesn't really have an accent. He doesn't? Like, I've only no. spoken to him one time, so I, I don't recall. We only had, like, well, no, like, one re extended conversation, and I don't recall. He doesn't have much of an accent? No. There's, like, his family has an accent, but he doesn't really know. Wow, that's interesting. So you, at this point, have more of an accent than your husband. In, in a way, yes, because <laughs> I think now that it's, you know, listen, I'm a distant cousin of the royal family's aunt's nephews twice removed. Mm -hmm. Just. No. I heard that. Um, but that's why I have to, you know, I have to take on this role with with pride and right. make sure I'm representing in the right way. But I can't help it if sometimes, you know, my New Eurekan comes out when I get angry. I mean, if anybody knows, you know, 
a Spanish woman, I mean, hello, you should know. I understand. I've, I've, I'm, I'm in these streets. I'm in New York. I know what time it is. Exactly. So, you know. Um, and, and by the way, give everyone your exact, your exact New York biography, where you were born, where you were raised, et cetera. So I was born in Flushing, Queens, mm. but raised in Queens Village. Ah, Flushing, mm -hmm. Queens, and then Queens Village. And yeah. is that where your family is to this day? They're still there. Mm -hmm. And where'd you go to high school? So I started off, so most of my life was in Queens. It was like kind of back and forth, but I went to like PS33 is where I started. Okay. And then IS109 and then Mon Van Buren is where I started. But then we moved to Long Island and then I went to Center Reach High School. Mm. And then we moved to Connecticut and I went to Stonington High School, which is technically where I graduated. I was only there for like a few months and then we graduated there. But then I went back to New York and I stayed in Queens for a while and then I moved to Florida. So I've been kind of everywhere, but most of my time was spent in Queens Village. You, you, you being properly billed though, should be from Queens, New York. Is that correct? Yes. And so, did you, what memories do you have of Madison Square Garden? Because you will be in the building on December 26th. And it is that fun, very local. There's something about it that's different for some reason. When the cameras go off and like the garden's darker, it just has this very old, I don't know, classic wrestling feel. So do you have memories with your dad going back to the garden? I do. And it's funny because my mom actually took a picture of my foam finger, my two extreme foam finger that I still have in my closet. Wow. And, you still want this? And I'm like, yeah, don't you dare touch it. It needs to stay there like forever. So um, it's like I still have my Hardy Boy shirt from there. Like my dad got me the the two extreme foam finger and the, the Hardy Boy shirt. And I thought I was ready for battle. I was like, let's go. Like I'm ready, you know. But it's – crazy to me because there's times where I'll look into the audience when I am at Madison Square Garden and go, damn, I was there as a kid. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then like, you know, my youngest brother, we took him to Madison Square Garden. I was, think I was around like 15 or so. And, you know, he made the Umaga ate my sign with a little chew mark on the sign, you know, in the paper. <laughs> and he made a, a King Booker, a King Booger. So he had King Booker with the, with the pinky, and then he printed out a picture of a nose, and he put the nose on top, and he wrote King Booger on it. And it wow, so, there's a lot of work. And he was really young too. He was really really young. So I was like really impressed by that. Um, but the best thing is, is that when it did go to commercial, King Booker and Charmel both looked at him and gave him attention for that sign. And really, it made his night. It made his night. So it's it's memories like that I'll cherish because it's you know. You can always say like, oh, I remember, you know, when this person came back and I watched it on TV, but being there is just so different. And my my other brother, like he went through a phase of, oh, wrestling's not cool anymore and I don't want to go and, you know, whatever. So we went to MSG and we sat right behind like the commentators and the whole time he's just sitting there with a pouty face, just, oh, it's not cool. It's not cool. And then it went to like Saturday night's, main event or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like just one of the shows that they did after. And the the big surprise was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I by the way, I was there. I know the night you're Were talking you there? About. I was there too. Well, this what, is, what year was, was that? This, was this the night, was this the Saturday night's main event where MVP had a boxing match with Evander Holyfield? That's the one. Yep. That's the one. Yep. I think it was Matt Hardy actually. Oh, it was Matt Hardy and MVP yeah. was like the manager or something. Or the, it was... Um, yeah. It was 07, something like that. 
something like that. Yeah. Oh seven or oh eight. Something like that. So okay, so I want to say maybe closer to seven because I know I was like maybe sixteen then, wow. maybe sixteen. But so you know the whole time just party face, party face, and then as soon as he heard the glass shatters, he levitated. Over. I've Over. never seen a human levitate like he did, and it was just. I remember looking at him like, "Oh, wrestling's not cool. What's going on? Look at you clapping." He was going crazy, like completely out of his mind mental and i was like you know this is this is really cool for me to see but i wish like i could use it against him somehow and i just kind of forgot about it so then later on i was like oh i saw you guys on tv i was like when when did when and um he's like oh you know when stone cold came out you know they zoomed in on timmy and he was clapping and going crazy for him and i was like this is the best thing ever. So I took a video of it. I still have the video, actually. Um, I, I got to send it to you. It's really funny. They zoom in and you see little me and I still have my braces. It's awful. Um, but, you know, just to to use that against him, it just was the best because I didn't have to do chores for like a month. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. So take me through this. Um, the garden I know is a meaningful place and you and I spoke briefly about it, but I didn't want to bother you about it at the time. And I know you've spoken about it publicly, but... How challenging was that September 11th show when you ended when your segment ended up getting scratched? And can you tell us about the conversation that you had with Vince McMahon afterwards? Because uh, I, I know you've spoken about that. So it's funny because a lot. Oh, by of the way, let me sorry. Let me give background real quick. I'm assuming yeah. everyone in the world knows everything. Um, <laughs> Thea's dad, who we just spoke about, was killed on 9/11, and that's always been a, obviously a part of your story as a human being. And right. one of the things that I think has endeared you to a lot of people in New York is the relationship with your dad. 
your dad losing his life that day, et cetera. So I didn't want to assume everyone knows that. So now take us through, there's a September 11th, September 10th, Friday night SmackDown this past year where you were slated to have a match and it ended up getting scratched. I'm sorry, continue. (laughs) So it was weird because usually, and people don't really know. First of all, I didn't think that this was going to be a question that would keep coming up because I didn't think it was going to be so massive. Like it was such a thing and I had no idea like the kind of support I was going to get from that. And, um, but you know, people don't really understand that when you're doing live TV, you can't really predict certain things. You can't really predict if somebody goes over time, because if you think about it, right, you have times, like we all know how this works. You have times that you got to hit, but if you're doing a promo, you don't really have anybody talking to you in your ear telling you, okay, you got a minute left. Do you have 45 seconds left or whatever? You don't so, have the advantage of a referee who can help you get the information that you need, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exactly. So Edge and I believe it was Edge and Seth, they had went over and then like Roman and Brock, they went over. And by that time they had both used an extra like four minutes, which was right. You know, by that time in the show, the only thing that they could cut was our match. Right. So it wasn't a personal thing. It wasn't. And I, I say it because yes, I was upset and it broke my heart because I wanted to be a part of it. Um, but at the same time, it's not like I knew that Vince was going, Oh, I'm going to do this to her. Cause he would never do that. Um, so by the time it did get cut, you know, I spoke to them and they, they just knew that it hurt me, you know? And, and I think that was really what it was is that they didn't want that to be the case. And, um, they kind of just let me do nine 11 the way I needed to do with my family. And then, um, the next day Vince had called me and he must've apologized like 30 times. Like it was just him expressing how sorry he was and he it wasn't a personal thing he's like I, I know how you can see it as a personal thing but it really wasn't and I'm so so sorry I would never do that to you and um let's let's work together let's let's make this right Let, let's do this together you know like let's meet in my office on Friday and we'll talk about everything and then we did so it, it ended up being something that you know would I have traded four minutes at an MSG show just for the sake of doing it for my dad versus now being the queen and being the tag. Not saying that that's why it happened. But thi- but but things unfold the way they unfold. Like that's exactly. that, that's how life is. And you don't, you never know what opportunity missed leads to a conversation, which makes someone have an idea. And then before right. you know it, you know, like I think that the story of you and Xavier and, and your, your reigns, as king and queen are are the maybe the most interesting I ever that I could ever recall because mm-hmm. Xavier had a lot of stuff going on and I don't think that he thought he was going to be sitting in the position he was going to be in, um, right? And I I don't think that you were feeling that way either. And then you fast forward. Now you've got a crown. You've got a beautiful accent. You've got a tag title. A new tag partner. Um, do you feel generally rejuvenated right now? I mean, I know in some ways titles and crowns, you know, wrestlers can tell you it means nothing, but in some ways they can also be an indicator and, and, and really mean something. So how do you feel about where things are for you right now? I feel like this is the shot that I've been waiting for. And this is the thing that I need to go, okay, you've been, you know, wanting something for so long. Like this is the time to show them you know, they prove them right. You know, they gave you this opportunity, prove them right. 
you know, and, and I always say, give me the ball. You know, if I drop it, screw me. But if you don't do it, then you won't know. And I just feel like now more than ever, I have a fire under my ass like I've never had before. And, you know, you have to kind of put things in perspective because, yes, some people think it's just a prop. And I've never thought of it that way. Why? Because I grew up a wrestling fan. And I remember, you know, crying when I saw Lita won it. And I remember, you know, you have those emotions tied to it. So when I won the title, I remember seeing this video. Oh, my God. I saw this video of this girl. And she'll probably, like, if she sees this, she'll be like, oh, my God. I can't believe she's talking about my video. I hate her so much. But it's <laughs> of her literally weeping. Like, when you won, weeping. This is when you won the crown or the tag titles? The, the tag titles away okay. from Nikki and, and Rhea because she loved Nikki and Rhea so much that she couldn't believe that me and Carmella took it from them. And we're prancing around, jumping around the way we were. And she was so angry. You just saw it in her face. And she was recording herself for some reason and just put it on Twitter. And she was just just screaming and weeping and screaming, no, I can't believe that she did this. You know? And I'm like, okay, whether that was a good response or a bad response, it was a response, an emotional response that we got from you. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. And if I can pull that emotion from you, I did my job. So, so funny. We had a conversation on the podcast last week and my co-host Stack Guy Greg made the, the best point. I, I think we were arguing about, we were arguing about a show recently. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but, but the situation was basically how getting, oh yeah, I know what it was. It was, it was, um, it was MJF coming back to Long Island and him having a moment where he had this real moment. And someone said, that's what it's all about. And my partner, and I thought it was one of the best things he's ever said, said, that's actually not what it's all about. It's not <laughs> all about the performers giving you their real life emotions. What it's really about is the performers performing so well that they make the audience feel emotions. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow. That, not to say you can't get those real moments with real emotions that aren't great, but what do you say as a performer? Isn't the day in, day out goal exactly what you're saying? Like it's to put on a show and make them feel something that is being created essentially by you and your coworkers. Absolutely. I think more than anything, like if I can, because it's one thing to go out, imagine that, right? I go out there and it's like, oh, this feels so good because I'm from here. And it's like the audience could care less, you know what I mean? Versus, oh, cool, I'm in Michigan. I'm not from here or whatever, but they freaking hate me here. And I love <laughs> right, that. Right. What a great crowd. That is what you look Well, you're going to get cheered. <laughs> if, if, when you, on December 26th, when you're at Madison Square Garden, no matter what your character is like, good or bad, if they announce from Queens, New York, you will get a <laughs> pop. You're not, you're not earning that pop in that moment. You know what I'm saying? You're earning yeah. the booze in Des Moines, Iowa when you show right. up and they just hate you because you're that obnoxious. Uh, right. I can't believe I called them, was it in Milwaukee? I called them dairy-loving farm peasants. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, what are you saying right now? <laughs> how, uh, how often how often do you, do you get off of TV and have a moment and hear from The Rock about something that you've accomplished? Because I know he's had a pivotal role mentor-wise in your, in your life. Um, so the last big thing, cause it was obviously like we talked about the queen thing and, um, but okay. So here's the crazy thing, right? Here's a mixture of the two, two, right? So we have 
Barclays Center. I used to go to the Barclays Center all the time. Obviously, it's in New York. And I, I'm walking. And you're so young that it's a part of your youth also. I forgot because somehow, somehow, no matter what happens, I keep getting older and you stay the same age. But yes. <laughs> all right. So Barclays Center was a part of your teenage years as well. Okay. Well, I mean, or you close know, to early 20s, whatever. Right. Well, right. And that's where it's like, you know, I went there with more of like my brothers and, you know, like uncles and stuff like that. But actually, my brother used to work there. Yeah. Yeah. I, rem- I remember seeing I remember seeing him around. <laughs> you did see him. Right. 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 So. Um, but here's the thing. I'm walking into the Barclays Center and I remember um, Sarath. He's one of the um, the gear makers there. He's the and I mean, he's, like, he's the guy. He's the guy. I mean, he's he doesn't make my gear. I mean, he, we've tried so many times to make it work, but it just didn't. It hasn't worked out yet. But um, Jolene actually makes my gear, and she's amazing. But he tells me, he's like, "Did you know that you're on the side of the building?" I was like, "No, no." And he took a picture of it and he showed it to me. I was like, "Oh my god, I need to see it in person!" Like I've I've wanted that for so long. So I finally went and I saw it, and I I lost like like all kinds of emotion just came out because that was the real side of me going, Oh my God, I really made it here. I'm freaking wearing a crown on the side of the building, you know, that I went with my family here. Like I'm from here. So, um, <laughs> that was wild. So I thought it, it would end there. Right. That's a pretty good night. Turns out it didn't. Um, that's also the night that we won the titles. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you get the, emotion of wow this is amazing i'm home and i'm doing this um accomplishing a dream of being on the building and and winning a title but now i'm also making these people hate me so much because they love ria nikki so much that i celebrate like our celebration was just so over the top and ridiculous we're standing on the on the on the announcing tables and and i'm sorry the, the commentary table and i'm like i don't even know if i'm allowed to do this but we're doing it so it was just like balls to the wall we just went all out and we're just like screaming because she lifted me up i'm like what we didn't even ask we just kind of did it and <laughs> you know it, we just got lost in that moment so that was a real and it doesn't happen often especially winning in, in a home state or whatever yeah but that was the first time that it was like two things at once yeah that's 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 pretty amazing um if you're not aware she is your queen and she is your women's tag team champion. Look at that. Oh, oh, hold on. I am the one true queen. No one else is queen but me. Great. That's a, that's I'm, queen. That, is, that is such a good point. I'm so, so sorry. Um, she is our one true queen and a women's tag team champion. Is that? History maker. An, a, a history maker. Um, first ever. No one else has done what you're doing right now. Isn't that weird? How many times have we had this conversation? Like back in, oh my God. How long ago? Listen, you are someone whose journey I've watched as much as as anyone. And that's why I make the joke about you still being so young, because I feel like I've already seen (laughs) you go through so much, which makes me think about how old you were when you were Rosita. And I guess you were like 20 years old and I just wasn't. Yeah, I guess I just did not process how young you were at that time like that. Just turning 19. Yeah, so you, that listen, kids, the lesson is this is why it's a beautiful thing to figure out what you want to do in life because it gives you a lot of runway to get yeah. there. And now she's our one true queen and tag champion, and we'll see her December 26th at MSG. Zelina Vega, my queen, I thank you. 
I thank you. And then I can't wait because now I get to get redemption. I had a, a undefeated streak and now I have to go and start it all over again because of Rhea. So it starts at MSG. Oh, we look forward to it. I can't wait for it to start again. Take care and uh, Merry Christmas and all of that stuff as well. <laughs> and all of that stuff as well. Merry Christmas to you too. At this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.